Well, good morning, everyone. What a joy it is to be with you. Um, I just want to thank you guys for receiving God and for receiving me. Let's pray for our pastor as he is away. And, uh, and also pray for me as God speaks through me. So check it out. Uh, have any of you ever had the feeling that you were missing something? Any you ever had the feeling that you were missing something? That's quite a haunting feeling. I don't think there's, there, there are many feelings as annoying as that one in particular, right? Now, when you're, when you're missing something, it kind of throws off your whole day. And it usually happens as you're on your way to work and you're running late and you can't turn around. So then your mind is in a frazzle and you need some prayer. Hallelujah. It sounds, sounds, I've been there before, amen. So, uh, so, so when you're missing something, you take a mental inventory of what it could be. You take a mental inventory. Sometimes you can't quite figure it out what it is and it haunts you throughout the whole day. I want us to keep that in mind as we turn to Scripture. If you guys will, there, there should be a Bible uh, in the pew in front of you. I want you guys, if you will, please turn with me to Genesis twenty-eight sixteen. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. And the scripture you will find is uh, the scene that we arrive to here, that we're fixing to read. Is, uh, this is what Jacob said after he had his vision of the, uh, the ladder or stairway going from earth to heaven. And this is the first thing that Jacob said. He said... Genesis 28:16 And then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, "Surely, everybody say surely. surely. Surely the Lord is in this place." And I wasn't even aware of it. I'm going to read that one more time. I want that to pour over us twice. And then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, "Surely the Lord is in this place." And I wasn't even aware of it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for another day. I thank you that your mercies are renewed in the morning. Father, I thank you for this church. Thank you that this church has been an example of your unmerited favor to me in my life. God, as I present your word, don't let me speak, but rather speak through me. Don't let me rely on intellect, but rather rely on overflow. Help us receive your word and leave this place changed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the title of this message is Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned. We're talking here about, about how sometimes God's presence can, can be right here with us and, and we miss it. Because as scripture shows us, we can. I know I have many times in my, in my walk of faith and in my life. And the first case I want to present here is distractions. What's distracting us from God? What's distracting us from God? And, and, and is that thing or things, that it, is it really as important as it seems? Because I know often things can be magnified in our mind, Right? Usually things are, are much worse in our mind than it is in reality, right? And our, our mind is magnified at least to the third power. 
Right, so what's, what's distracting? Is it stress from work? Is it to-do lists? Social media? Is it hobbies? Now, all these things are good things, but I'm here to tell you, if it's distracting us from God, we really need to identify this and get a hold of this. Check this out. I'm going to share a story with you. This happened about two years ago. Um, so I was, on, I was on lunch break at work, and, uh, and at the time I worked right next to a restaurant, so, uh, so I walk over there, right? And, and I went over there quite often. They serve good food. And, um, and I got something to eat. And I noticed the place was a little more crowded than usual, but I, I still recognized everybody there. And, you know, I, was, I just had a lot on my mind. And uh, so I had a lot on my mind. I get my food, and I, and I leave. And when I get back home, um, <clears throat> I believe it was my mother that asked me. She said, hey, did, did you see the governor today? Did you see the governor today? Mom, what are you talking about? I was at work. No, I, I didn't see the governor. I was at, I was at work, Mom. She said, no, he, um, he, was, he was at that restaurant that you go to all the time. And I said, What? She shows me a picture on Facebook of Governor Bentley shaking hands with my close friend Jerry, who owns the restaurant. I was like, Mom, when was that picture posted? She says, about lunchtime. I close my eyes and I start to recollect. I walked right past the governor. (laughs) Some of you might be saying, Joker, you didn't miss out on nothing. (laughs) Let me tell you. Amen. We're not going. Well, I'm gonna get off that. Um, I walk right past the governor because I was distracted. I was distracted from all these things that are often magnified in my mind to be more important than what they really are. And church, I just want to tell you that there will always be things that need to be done. There will always be to-do lists. There will always be phone calls and emails and text messages to return. There will always be laundry to do, homework to do. There will always be that television show that comes on that you just can't miss. There will always be grass to mow. Whatever it may The list is literally endless. And I want to tell you, There will always be things to do, and we have to make a decision to be with God. To be with God. Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. It says, He, meaning Jesus, He appointed twelve. Talking about the disciples. So He appointed the twelve disciples that they might be with Him. And the rest of that verse says, and that he might send them out to preach and cast out demons. Before Jesus gave the disciples their assignment, their to-do list, he first called them to be with him. Before God called you to be whatever it is that you are, doctor, engineer, I don't know what you do. 
Whatever it is, before he called you to do that, he first called you to be, before he called you to be a dad or a mom or whatever it is that you do, before he called me to be a barber or a preacher or a drummer or whatever it is, he first called me to be with him. And I'm sure what you do is important. I'm sure that to-do list is very important and very urgent. I'm sure all the the laundry list and whatever, I know that's important. I get it. It's important to me too. But each day we have to make a decision. Hang on. Those things are going to be there. (laughs) Regardless or not, they're going to be there. I have to make a decision to be with God. I promise after that 30 minutes you spend with Him or that hour or whatever it is, whatever allotted time that you have, that list is going to be there when you get done. It'll be there. We have to make a decision that God, you're important. God, I'm going to spend this time with you. I'm going to set aside the distractions. And I'm going to be with you. Second case I present to you is let's examine our walk. Let's examine our walk. What's our walk with God look like? Is He a part of our everyday lives or is He just a part of our schedule? Scheduled meetings are very Important with God. I want y'all to go back and say, Pastor Marshall, that Jesse guy, I don't know if you should preach to him anymore. He's saying scheduled time ain't important. No, 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 no. Don't get a word by it here. Scheduled time is very important. Very important. But spontaneous time is too. Just like we talk with these children. Did you guys see how much it meant to them? The spon- when you spontaneously approached these kids and say, hey, kid, check it out. Let's go, to, let's go bowling. The excitement on their faces, it's real. And I'm just going to tell you all, if you ever spontaneously take them to Shakalaka, I better get invited, amen. Huh? Don't, don't invite me and post a picture. and I will text you. I'm a big kid. I love all that stuff. I do arcade, Shakalaka. But seriously, think about that. If kids get excited about spontaneous events, spontaneous moments, and God's ways are higher than our ways, and higher than our... How much more excited does God get? When you say, you know what, i got a lot to do today. But check this out, I'm going to spontaneously go for a drive with God. God, how about this? Let's mean you, let's mean you go fishing just for, just for half an hour together. Let's do that, come on. Me and you. Me and you. God, let's go for a drive together. God, let's, let's sit and talk together for a minute. When's the last time you had a date with God? I'm not trying to play a guilt trip on anybody, man. I, this is real. I've been convicted of this this week. God has asked me, Jesse, when's the last time me and you did something spontaneous? What if your relationship with your spouse or with your family was only performed in a schedule. That'd be exhausting. Like I tried to date somebody who was like super busy one time, and I was like, wow, girl, you are cute, but you are too busy. (laughs) I'm just saying. She had good hair. are too busy. Always. You know, hey, what you doing Friday? Uh, let, me, let me check. Mm, busy. Saturday, busy. 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What's our walk with God look like, man? Is it only done? Are we only meeting with Him on Sunday mornings? Let's make time for Him, man. What about small group? Our pastor talks about small group for a reason. I'm telling you, when I started meeting people in small groups, God really started to grow things in me. Notice how He affected, Jesus affected the multitude through the what? Through the small. Twelve. We know about this Bible because of what? Twelve. Let's make, let's make time for them, guys. Let's examine our walk. Distractions, examine your walk. Case number three. Check it out. In, in this text, in this text, Jacob was being chased by his brother Esau who wanted to kill him. Don't y'all lie to me and say you never wanted to kill your brother, amen. Huh? Listen, he was being chased by his brother who wanted to kill him, but he still took time to rest and put up camp. Then he received his vision, and then that's where we are in this text. And with all Jacob had going on, all the chaos, all the dysfunction, all the distraction, he said, I need to rest. Check this out. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 18 and then King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I, sovereign God? What is my family that you have brought me this far? David sat before the Lord. He took time to rest. God, some of us are running on empty. Week after week, day after day. It just keeps going. The big wheel never stops turning. If King David, I'll say it one more time, if King David took time to just sit, yeah, I'm king of a nation, and yeah, I, I know I got all this going on, and, and the, you know, these things and that things, things to plan, things to do, people coming up to me with questions. Some of your parents are starting to relate. The questions never end. He took time to sit before God. So can we. Some of us need to just sit. Let's just cut this phone off for a minute. Cut the TV off. Let's just sit. Let's just sit. Let's make a decision to do what Jacob did. And let's set up camp here and rest. There will never be a perfect time. Like, <laughs> I've tried to do that before. I've tried to, like, wait for a perfect time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this will be a real good time to have a prayer hour. No. It, that don't exist. It don't exist. Let's take time to set up camp and meet with God. We just, we just wrapped up a, uh, a sermon series, which is absolutely wonderful. It's called Nominal No More. I mean, you enjoyed that, amen. I loved it. Nominal No More. In relation to that series, I'd like to say that you can't use the resources that you aren't aware you have can't use the resources that you aren't aware you have. So, so when I was a kid, in the summertime, I, I would work with my brothers and stuff. And, and we'd be doing, a, uh, they did construction, and, and we'd be doing a job. And um, 
I'd say, oh, man, we need to measure that. Gosh, I don't have my tape measure. And Jake, Jake or Jason, they'd say, yeah, yeah, you do. It's right there. I thought I couldn't perform the task because I wasn't aware that I had the tool to perform the task. When we become aware of God's presence, we then become more keen to His directions to act on His behalf. I'm going to say it one more time. When we become aware of God's presence, we then become more keen to His directions to act on His behalf. If I'm unaware that God is directing me to do something on His behalf, if I'm out of tune because I'm distracted and I haven't been resting in His presence and I haven't been spontaneously meeting with Him, if I'm out of tune, if I'm out of sync, then I'll miss His directions and His divine moments. Guys, there are divine moments. I promise you, there are divine moments. I want to share one real quick. This is a few years back. I was visiting a nursing home. There's a friend of mine named Patricia. And Patricia, she was, she was in this nursing home. And I was visiting, right? I was visiting. At a certain time. And when I went in the room, she had her eyes closed. She had her eyes closed. She was breathing very heavy. I was like, this isn't natural. She didn't know I was in the room. God told me right then, take her hand. She had her eyes closed. She didn't, she didn't know what was going on, so I take her hand. And she wakes up, and there I am, and I just start praying over her right there. She was having an anxiety attack. Check it out. What if I wasn't there at that nursing home at that time when she was having that anxiety attack? What could have happened? I don't know. What I do know is I followed God's directions, which was led by his presence, to act on his behalf. There are divine moments, God. I'm just telling you, I could, I, we all have a list. We talked about it at small group. When was the last time we felt his presence? And each of us shared. My word for you is, we are called to be his hands and feet. But a body part that never moves becomes dead. We're called to be his hands and feet, but a body part that never moves becomes dead. Tune in so you can put in. Tune in so you can put in. If someone is thirsty and my glass is empty, because I haven't been making time to be filled with His presence. And I can't act on His behalf. Final word, guys. In the intro, I talked about missing something. If we had a feeling that we were missing something. Some of us have been going to church year in and year out. And we kind of still feel like we're missing something. We're missing something. God, I've, I've been going to church for a while. And I still, I just, there's this, I don't, I don't have peace. God, I've been church, going to church for a long time, God, and I just don't feel like, a, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in your will. I'm not feeling that peace. Let me tell you guys, when you feel like you're missing something, you allow that discomfort to drive you to search. Amen? You allow that discomfort to drive you to take a mental inventory. Amen? 
I'm going to ask you guys, let's take inventory right now, right now. Have we been making time for God? I mean, for real, for real. If you have, that's awesome. That's good. I would do what, uh, what Paul then told the church in Thessalonica to continue that. But if you haven't been, I charge you to do so. God wants to use you to be his hands and feet. If you look around, literally this is God's best. This is it, like really. <laughs> For some of you that may be scary. That's okay, amen. This is God's best right here. He's not calling another Moses. He's not calling another Abraham. He's not calling another John, John the Baptist. He's calling you. Each of you guys. We have to be tuned in his presence so he can use us. And if you feel like something's missing, let's take inventory right here this morning. Have we been making time for him? Is he a part of our lives or just a part of our schedule? Is social media more important? Is the to-do list at home more important? Or is he? It says, when you seek me in prayer and worship. Somebody say that, prayer and worship. Prayer and worship. When you seek me in prayer and worship, you will find me available to you. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul. Not a lot of your heart and soul. Not most of your heart and soul. And not just your Sunday heart and soul. I'm talking about your Monday through Saturday heart and soul. I'm talking about the hectic work week heart and soul. I'm talking about kids pulling your leg and, and, and you are about to have an anxiety attack heart and soul. Huh? That heart and soul. All of it then. Right there in that moment. If we haven't been doing that, and I can be real gracious with me. Like I, trust me, I let me get by with so much it's not even funny. Which is why our pastor in love, he, he corrects me, amen, it's painful. Love hurts. But I can be very gracious with me. And I can, I can easily say, I'm good. I'm good. I've been doing enough. I do enough. I'm good. But is that really the case? There's some of us here where God wants to go on a date with you so bad. There's some of us here where God wants to talk. Hey, listen, can we just sit and have lunch together? Just me and you without the phone. Without the checking the email. Without this and without that. Can me and you go on a date together like we used to? Just me and you. When you seek me in prayer and worship, you will find me available to you. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul. Amen.